0: On this episode of Rogue Creators, we are diving, we're going back to the basics. We're not diving, but we're going back.
1: Yes, we are. To (laughs) the basics.
0: What are those basics, Lauren?
1: We are crafting a social media strategy that actually works.
0: Yes, let's do this. Three, two, one, zero.
1: Liftoff. We have a liftoff.
0: what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of Rogue Creators how's it going Lauren
1: doing great Brian
0: good hey this is an awesome awesome day to be recording I'm so excited we're gonna bring you guys some really really cool stuff today because we are talking about
1: crafting a social media strategy that works
0: yes and this is right in Lauren's wheelhouse this is, is this is what she does every single day so I'm really excited I'm gonna interview you How how's that sound
1: it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yes, but before we get into that, we like to start off with something fun, right, Lauren?
1: Yep. Yeah. We like to start each week off with what are you obsessed with this week? So, Brian, you are so excited to I- talk about <laughs> yours.
0: Well, mine's mine's. Uh, I kind of feel bad about it a little bit. This is, is it like appropriate. It's not inappropriate, <laughs> but it is it is interesting. Okay. So my wife and I, we like we do like true crime stuff, uh-huh. and so that that's fine. There's a podcast called. Sort of and scale. And if you've ever heard it, it's like a pretty gruesome like true crime podcast. They the production on it is phenomenal, but it is uh it gets it gets dark and they do some pretty dark stories. And so I haven't listened to it in a really long time. We used to listen to it all the time. Huh? I haven't listened to it in a long time because I don't drive anymore because in At my all. corporate world <laughs> well, <laughs> I walk everywhere now. Um, if I had a one wheel though, I'd be riding oh everywhere. Gosh. Give up Getting the one, one wheel. wheel. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but yeah, so I used to drive all the time for my corporate job, but now that I'm not in the corporate world. I don't drive. And so I don't listen to as many podcasts, which is really sad. It's so sad. But, but anyway, says, yeah. um, so all this to say, this is a podcast that if you're in a true crime, it's fine. But if you're into like really, really true crime, not like ser- like this is step you're several hard steps above
1: true crime. Uh,
0: yeah. Several steps above cereal. Like cereal was great, but mm-hmm. this is cereal is kind of like child's play compared to what this is. So it is a little oh, dark. Gosh. That's why I like feel kind of bad for recommending it. But once you get hooked on it, it's it's so good. So anyway. But what is it called? Sword and Scale.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: All so, right. So there you go. They're really long episodes too. They're hour, hour and a half. Oh, wow. So yeah. Anyway, there you go. There's my episodes. I've been listening to a lot of, I've been driving a lot, so.
1: Yeah. It's probably heightened your, <clears throat> like, mm, yeah. fear. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It, it kind of has a little bit. So okay, okay, this is oh crazy. Goodness. I just said real quick. So last night, um the wife and kids are out of town, and so I'm like getting ready for bed, and all of a sudden I hear something like fall off the wall, and I'm like, what in the world was that? So obviously I freaked out a little bit.
1: Sure. So I'm just Cereal never killer alone. In your house, yeah.
0: I'm like, dude, waited till all my family's gone to kill me. Anyway, <laughs> Isn't come that to find the out. Best scenario? <laughs> it really. Is, I guess. <laughs> I'm always like worried about the kids. Like I'm always protecting the kids and everything. Um. But uh, anyway, yeah, it was like something like fell out of the shower. I don't know why. It was like our Bluetooth speaker in the shower. It like freaked me out. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are the worst. Everybody's laughing behind the camera. You don't see this. You guys don't even see what I have to put up with. (laughs) Just sharing intimate parts of my life I just like
1: how you would love something horrific to happen (laughs) if your family was home. Please don't ever say sharing intimate parts of your life on the podcast (laughs) ever again.
0: (laughs) There's Jacob behind the scenes, keeping it real for us. Oh, man. Okay, Lauren, what is your obsession, please?
1: So my obsession this week is um, kind of similar to we had Nathan Otwell on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And he had shared about the mayor of Easttown, which we learned is not mayor, like (laughs) M-A-Y-O-R. It's mayor, like a name, M-A-R-E. Yeah. Anyways, it's a like dark drama on HBO. And it's really, really good. Um, I did not think I was going to like it. I just watched it for my husband. <laughs> um, but it was actually really intriguing. I was like, it's one of those that kind of sticks with you and you like think about it a lot. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's like really well done that they've like weaved a lot in there. Um, so, I'm excited to finish that one, but it's definitely really good. I should recommend it.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, he might like Sword and Scale too then if he that likes is those true. That is dark, true. dark, bad, terrible things, terrible stories. It's really sad. Oh, gosh. really sad. I'm so sorry. Anyway, we're going to transition out to something way better. Yes. Which is back to the basics. So we have learned, especially doing this for quite a while, that a lot of times you get in the weeds when it comes to social media, social media strategy, content creation, all that. Uh, A lot of times you just need to, though, come back to like, what are our foundation? What are are our pillars for our business? How are we serving? How are we giving value? Um, How are we talking about what we do? as well as, you know, kind of those conversions through social media as well and using that content to really help educate your audiences, you know, even potential clients. So yeah. that's the one thing that we wanted to focus on today. So Lauren, kick us off. Sure. With that.
1: So kind of elaborating on what Brian said, we have a lot of clients that might feel like, well, you know, I was doing really well for a while and then my engagement started to drop. What can I do? And I think we we attach ourselves to what we like, call shiny things or Mm -hmm. exciting trends, which is great. You need to be aware of those, but you can't just chase after new trends without attending to the basics. And so that's what we wanted to kind of go over. So the first thing that we really recommend is choosing a social platform. And I think a lot of people kind of bristle at that because they're like, I want to be on everything. Yeah. And it's honestly a great way to shoot yourself in the foot (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, because trying to do it all, you typically will burn out within a week or two. I mean, it's just, it's too difficult as well as it's very rare for your audience to be on all those platforms. Yeah. And so what we really recommend is choosing two platforms. So why would we do that, Brian?
0: So with the two, you can obviously put a lot more energy into those, um, as well as, I mean, every single platform, you really, to do it well, you have to um, segment the content. You have to create content specifically for that platform. So... What a lot of businesses do is they just blast it everywhere same content same day same time same everything and then just set it and forget it which if you're if you're going through the trouble to actually create the content make sure that you know when your audience is online during those times make sure you look at your insights but also like LinkedIn content is different than Instagram content right. that's just a different experience people are going there really as kind of escapism mm-hmm. to go to, to Instagram and they're looking to maybe learn a little bit but it has to be really engaging it has to obviously, catch their attention. With LinkedIn, you can post a little bit longer videos. Like that is actually what we've seen from the data is actually better uh, than just the shorter clips. And so you really have to know, and it can't be just the same thing every single place. And so you want to make sure that you're putting your attention where your audience is, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And two, two platforms are a great place to start. Yeah. We always throw in Twitter. Twitter's fine. If you're, if you're one of those, like just putting content out there too, even just for SEO purposes and whatever else. But um, if you're engaging on Twitter, then be there on Twitter, right. right? But Twitter's just kind of that third, just like, yeah, you want to throw on Twitter. That's fine. But focus on two to really make sure that content fits that platform.
1: Yeah. And I think also when you look at your audience, like if you don't know who your primary audience, well, that's one of the first problems. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so figure out your audience, that demographic, where, what platforms they're really on and most active on, not just on, but active on. Um, And then what fits your brand, the platform that fits your brand? There are certain ones that just are industry standards, like LinkedIn for sure is rising. And it's like, it's almost frowned upon, like you're not on LinkedIn. Like there's that question. And then there's kind of like, you don't have the authority I thought you did because you're not on that platform. That's kind of a industry standard. Yeah. Um, and that's not the case for all of them, but really understanding like if you are really into, if your brand has a lot of visuals, I mean, being on Instagram is probably going to be essential yeah, um, just because it is such a visual platform. So just really understanding your audience, understanding what platform fits your brand and choosing two to really hone in and focus on will really help you get started on really crafting a great social media strategy. So our second one is research. Yes. And I can't, <laughs> I cannot say research enough, just because uh, if you're in social media marketing long enough, you'll know that it it changes by week.
0: Good grief. Yes.
1: And that's one of the reasons why we recommend two platforms because to try to keep up with the trends for all of the social platforms is extremely difficult to do. And so if you have two that you're mainly focusing on when something changes in the algorithm, you can adapt really Mm -hmm. easily, but it can be very difficult if you're on all platforms.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, so it's really important on when we choose those two platforms when we're doing the research to really understand what that platform is currently pushing. um, because that's gonna really decide what you're wanting to create for that month of content when your social media plan. So for instance, Instagram has really been pushing reels lately. And so it'd be really wise to make a couple of reels so that you definitely can increase your engagement on Instagram if that's one of the platforms that you would have chosen. So kind of transitioning into our next point is to plan out a month at a time some people really like to like shoot for the moon. They're like, I'm going to do a whole quarter, do a whole year. We really advise against that because things change so quickly um, that you could basically do all that work for nothing. Yeah. And so really doing a month at a time allows you to stay up with the current trends and allows you to do what's relevant to your brand and, and to your audience. Um, and so when we're looking at that, you kind of use your research to decide on what kind of content you're going to create and what you're going to hit on and then what you're going to talk about. So a lot of us, a lot of what we suggest is focusing on your four pillars. So we've mentioned this a lot. If you listen to our podcast, you probably have heard this term. But Brian, explain for someone who hasn't heard this term, what do we mean by four pillars?
0: So you're going to basically go into three areas of your business that is going to benefit your audience. So if you have a podcast, like we have three different pillars that we work through. And so we want to make sure that every single time we hit record, that we are hitting on one of those pillars. And so, um really actually we just changed ours up a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh before it was uh social media, which this episode would include that. Um and then we have obviously uh video podcasting, um and then video marketing in general. So right we want to make sure to hit on those. And then we have a fourth pillar, which is basically a why or a, some type of, for us, it's interviewing somebody who maybe is a founder, um, you know, maybe talking kind of behind the scenes of our company, why we do what we do, our vision casting, that type of thing that can still benefit our audience. And so, um, but really focusing on those three as, uh, topics to go into every single week on a podcast, but the same thing with social media, do you want to make sure that you're hitting on all of those? And so, um, there's a lot of, we can even jump into some of this, but brand awareness at the top. So it's, more about your brand, what you're doing, um, you kind of have a middle of the funnel as well. It's like, there's a little more of a call to action and there's the the bottom piece where it's maybe testimonials or something like that to help really convert traffic. And so you want to kind of think in those, those veins of three pillars and what content you're creating for the month.
1: Absolutely. So if you're thinking through a month overview, you're like, okay, I've got my two platforms and then I'm working on the research that I'm doing. These are the type of content pieces I'm going to create. And my focus within these pieces are going to be on my pillars um, so that I'm hitting all these so that I'm hitting the importance of my brand. Um, and I'm communicating... Communicating what I need to to my audience. Couple tips of that is to not forget that within a month to pay attention to what's going on in the news. Pay attention to what's like holidays are coming up. If those are relevant to your brand, make sure to address those within your social media plan. As well as the most important factor is to be human. Um, yeah. To be able to really put a face with the brand. To highlight aspects of humanity within your business, of what's going on within inside, like behind the scenes or your staff. And this allows people to really connect with your brand. Don't forget in all your fancy plans of doing these perfect captions, these perfect posts, you'll lose your audience because they don't wanna connect with a brand, they wanna connect with a person.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna hit on this real quick too. We talked about, you know, obviously planning a month mm-hmm. uh, for your actual content. We do a year planning for content. Um, but not specific content. So right. it's kind of a generalized area. So we do recommend say, hey, go up, plan out for the year, like where you would want to go mm-hmm. with, your, with your content in general and kind of work backwards from that. Um, because it's good to kind of see those seasonality pieces. It's sure. like, hey, last year we hit on this. Do we want to go back to that? But when it comes to actually planning out your content, scheduling it out, I mean, that, you know, four or five, six weeks is good to kind of stay within that because that still allows time to be flexible if something does change. Because, you know, I mean, good grief, 2020 and 2021 have already been just crazy years and things have been happening constantly. And so you don't want to schedule out posts, you know, six weeks from now and then all of a sudden forget about that. And then something tragic happens and you're like, hey, exciting day here. Where are (laughs) you Like that, that always happens on Twitter when somebody, Mm -hmm. a social media manager is like, well, that was an ill-timed scheduled post. (laughs) So be aware of that. Try not to get too far out um, whenever you're you're scheduling or creating content too.
1: Right. And so kind of going into the same thread, um, you mentioned social media managers. Some of companies are blessed to have a social media manager, which I think is essential for most brands and companies these days. But if you don't have a social media manager or if you do and you guys haven't really looked at a scheduling tool, I wanted to kind of discuss my top three picks. Yeah. Um, so this is something I work with a lot. I'm working with my contractors and social media managers to schedule out content for our clients. And so there's three that I would suggest. So the first one would be later. It's a really affordable tool. Um, it has a real visual element, which yeah, I yeah. love. So you can kind of visualize what your posts gonna look like, what your grid's gonna look like if you're on Instagram. And they've got a lot of cool features. Later's doing a lot of innovative things. Um, it's very, it's a great platform, but it has a lot of limitations if you're trying to do a whole lot with a lot of different platforms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you got one platform, you're you're rocking that and with later. I think that it has a lot of options and the affordability you cannot beat on a scheduling platform.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, especially Instagram. Yes, perfect.
1: Um, it it really pairs well with Instagram. That's its favorite platform for yeah. for sure. The second one, um, and I know a lot of businesses use Hootsuite, and I I've actually really I've used Hootsuite before. I've enjoyed Hootsuite. Um, it has a it's affordable for for most businesses. Um, but it has some really great analytics and a really nice interface that are very easy to use. It's not confusing. Um, You can really see what your posts are doing and the traffic that it's getting. Um, Hootsuite makes that very easy. They also produce a lot of great reports. Um, So if you're looking for what social media trends are, especially at the beginning of the year, they produce a great report that is fantastic to look through and it's really well done research. So Hootsuite, I always enjoy their reporting and their analytics is just fantastic. The one that we use is called Sendable. And there's a particular reason we use Sendable. Um, we did a lot of research on a lot of platforms, um, trying to find the one that would work for us. With you know, We function on a social media management side, more on a digital agency. Yeah, yeah. And so we needed a platform that we could schedule out to, say, 40 different platforms <laughs> <laughs> um, and receive reports and analytics. And so this is more on the higher price side. It's definitely geared to someone who has a lot of platforms that they're posting. What's fantastic about Sendable is that I can post, say I'm scheduling to four platforms, I can upload the piece and I can actually edit to each platform in the same interface. And I can change, for instance, on Instagram, I don't want to put a link in there. I want to put a link in the bio. Um, but I can, I can adjust those and I can adjust the hashtags. I can adjust the length of a tweet um, because I can't put the same long post mm-hmm. in one of those things. It saves me so much time. And we've really enjoyed Sendable in that. There's always going to be downsides. There's always going to be bugs. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been a really great tool. It's a very much a powerhouse. And I would only suggest it to anyone who is needing to schedule to a lot of platforms. The others would be perfect for just one business that has a couple of platforms.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is out of my wheelhouse, yes. obviously. Uh, so, but I would say this too, we had a great episode with... Uh, Maruna from Plannable. Yes, yes. um, Planable is a great platform. We just not personally used it, yeah. um, but there are some great reviews out there for that. So we'll link that in the show notes so you guys can check out that episode because she gave some great tips about right. content in general and content planning and then also uh, their platform. So you guys can check that out too.
1: Right. If you're not scheduling your content, you need to. Yeah. Um, it really helps you be uh, thoughtful about it as well as to post at optimal times. Look into the insights on your platforms and see when is my audience actually active and schedule your post in those times. And another, if you want to go one more up, yeah. when your post comes out, engage with your audience with that post, ask questions, follow up on their comments. Um, this will show that there's a human behind and you're not just like cranking out posts.
0: So wait a second. Why would we do that? What? Why in the world would we follow up with people in the comments? I don't understand.
1: To be human? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I've got
0: this one. <laughs> so they'll know, like, and trust us. Oh my gosh. Boom. Jacob, Jacob, coming in. No, no. So I was thinking a little more strategic than that, but that's okay. So, uh, so <laughs> we're falling apart here. No, it, it really was because I mean, honestly, the algorithm loves that. So this goes oh. back to our ten-minute rule from CR Brandf talking about YouTube, and I'm just I'm bringing you up old really want to be I, right. That was deep. That was just that was way back there. Uh, but no, no, it obviously brings a human touch to it, but it is one of those things with the algorithm. If they see, oh, people are engaging with this right? and you are responding to comments, people are responding. You're having conversations within that content. Um, that is one of those big things that your post will get shown. So again, don't just set it and forget it and then not respond to the people who are commenting on your post. Right. I get in that because that's the whole reason you're doing this is to interact and connect with people. So. Sorry for
1: that. <laughs> That's okay. That was, I just didn't know where you're going. Okay. So the last thing, um, you've done all this, your posts are coming out and it's easy just to walk away and say, I'm a success. Yes, but, you are. <laughs> but to keep that ball rolling, you really need to practice social monitoring and social listening. And a lot of people will do one or the other. Yeah. Um, it's actually important to do both. Um, so the difference between social listening and social monitoring, social monitoring is responding to comments, responding to messages, just kind of being active on your platform. Social listening is understanding where you're getting mentioned on different platforms. And there's a lot of great tools for that. Sprout Social is one of those. But also understanding what trends are going in your industry and seeing patterns across the platforms. And that takes a little bit more research. It takes a lot of more tools um, to really understand that. But if you do... Both of those items, social monitoring and social listening, you will be up on the trends and you will be continue to get the engagement that you're looking for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Which again, staying out ahead of your competition is yeah. one of our big things too with our, our our company in general, what we look at, especially with video podcasting and setting setting the standard for your industry, which is what you should be doing. I mean, that is that is something, again, things are constantly changing um, and so with us, it's making sure that you know what is happening. And So social listening is going to be a huge part of that. The social monitoring, like we talked about, comes into play whenever you're actually going through the comments, engaging, responding to messages quickly. Um, And so the the platforms see this, they see whether or not you're engaged. And so if you're just posting and you're just scheduling and you're not doing anything with it, you are not going to get the most bang for your buck out of your content. So make sure that you're paying attention to that kind of stuff yeah yeah it was a good episode yeah good job lauren thanks sorry for throwing a few curveballs okay. there. <laughs> um, make sure that you guys go to a if you want to see all of the show notes everything that we talked about here today as well as previous episodes um we'll be there and uh, make sure you guys join our facebook group to continue this conversation all right um and but great job lauren until next time thanks we'll see you then Ready for rapid fire. Go, Jacob. Go, Jacob. Go. All right. Question number one. What is a concert you will never forget? Oh, gosh. Oh,
1: go ahead. So I don't go to a lot of concerts because I'm lame. Um, But one of that I really enjoyed was One Republic, which sounds really lame. Um, But uh, it had this script and oh, dang it. I Uh can never remember their name. It had three bands and they were all just like joking with each other and the inside. It, It was really great. That, that was the one I really enjoyed.
0: Okay. I have two oh real gosh. quick.
1: This is fast. Rapid. One
0: was Switchfoot in Springfield. Okay. So mine's uh, not so <laughs> Yeah. One was Switchfoot in Springfield uh, because we saw the concert and then afterwards went to a coffee shop and John Foreman showed up and we hung out and oh. he played his acoustic for like an hour and we it was like... Of us, it was phenomenal. Wow, second one was May at the door in Dallas. Oh, nice, love May, and almost the same thing happened. We just kind of hung out, and, and uh, he came out and just sat around with his acoustic guitar, and we just hung out for that. Was more like 25 people.
1: I've been to a concert with May, really, right?
0: yeah, dude. That's that's a deep track. May yeah. is awesome, anyway. All right, second question, yeah. Uh, you didn't ask well My favorite was Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> Uh, That's actually not true. But when I was seven years old, I saw Shania Twain. Yeah, you did. uh, Yep. I'll never forget it. So question number two. (laughs) uh, Who would you want to be stranded on a desert island with? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Who? That's unfair. I mean, I have to say my wife. Because obviously I want to be with her for the rest of my life on the desert island. This almost sounds dark.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For the rest of my life.
0: Second would be Gerardo, my buddy.
1: There you go. He would make things interesting, for sure. He would, definitely. I feel like you guys would kill each other though by the end. Probably. Okay.
0: But, you know, I'd probably pick the second Tony. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want Tony or Tony, but I'll take Tony. Tony with an I or is it with Tony with a Y? I have no idea.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, i have to say my spouse. Yeah. For sure. But he's kind of an extreme pessimist, and so if we were stranded on the island, I don't think it would go well.
0: Um, oh, my So maybe goodness. like
1: Abigail. She's super resourceful. Oh,
0: there she is. We could get off that island. We could. But well, Abigail, you could definitely. She's like, all right, I'm tired of this. Let's go. Let's figure this out. That's awesome.
1: All right. We're out. Houston, uh, Base here. The Eagle has landed.